Green Top Guideline number 73. Care of women presenting with suspected preterm pre-labour rupture of membranes from 24 plus 0 weeks of gestation. This guideline comprises recommendations relating to the diagnosis, assessment, care and timing of birth of women presenting with suspected preterm pre-labour rupture of the membranes PPROM from 24 plus 0 to 36 plus 6 weeks of gestation. It also addresses care in a subsequent pregnancy. It supplements NICE guideline NG25 preterm labour and birth, which was published November 2015. Please see reference number 5. Relevant recommendations can also be found in the Royal College of Obstetricians and Gynaecologists Green Top Guideline GTG number 36, Early Onset of Group B Streptococcal Disease. Please see reference number 6. Section 1. Key Recommendations The key recommendations of this guideline are The diagnosis of spontaneous rupture of the membranes is made by maternal history followed by a sterile speculum examination. If, on speculum examination, no amniotic fluid is observed, clinicians should consider performing an insulin-like growth factor binding protein 1, IGF-BP1, or a placental alpha-microglobulin 1, PAMG1, test of vaginal fluid to guide further management. Following the diagnosis of PPROM, an antibiotic, preferably erythromycin, should be given for 10 days or until the woman is in established labour, whichever is sooner. Women who have PPROM between 24 plus 0 and 33 plus 6 weeks gestation should be offered corticosteroids. Steroids can be considered up to 35 plus 6 weeks gestation. A combination of clinical assessment, maternal blood tests, that is C-reactive protein and white cell count, and fetal heart rate should be used to diagnose chorioamnionitis in women with PPROM. These parameters should not be used in isolation. Women whose pregnancy is complicated by PPROM after 24 plus 0 weeks gestation and who have no contraindications to continuing the pregnancy should be offered expectant management until 37 plus 0 weeks. Timing of birth should be discussed with each woman on an individual basis with careful consideration of patient preference and ongoing clinical assessment. In women who have PPROM and are in established labour or having a planned preterm birth within 24 hours, intravenous magnesium sulphate should be offered between 24 plus 0 and 29 plus 6 weeks of gestation. Section 2. Background and Scope PPROM complicates up to 3% of pregnancies and is associated with 30 to 40% of preterm births. See reference 1. PPROM can result in significant neonatal morbidity and mortality, primarily from prematurity, sepsis, 
cord prolapse and pulmonary hypoplasia. In addition, there are risks associated with chorioamnionitis and placental abruption. See reference 2. The median latency after PPROM is 7 days and tends to shorten as the gestational age at PPROM advances. See references 3 and 4. This guideline comprises recommendations relating to the diagnosis, assessment, care and timing of birth of women presenting with suspected PPROM from 24 plus 0 to 36 plus 6 weeks of gestation. It also addresses care in a subsequent pregnancy. Section 3. Identification and Assessment of Evidence The Cochrane Library and Electronic Databases DARE, Embase, TRIP, Medline and PubMed were searched for relevant literature. The search was restricted to articles published until January 2019. The full search strategy is available to view online as supporting information. This guideline was developed using the methodology described in RCOG Clinical Governance Advice 1. See reference 7. Section 4. Diagnosis. Section 4.1. How is the diagnosis of PPROM made? The recommendations for making the diagnosis of PPROM are as follows. Recommendation. The diagnosis of spontaneous rupture of the membranes is made by maternal history followed by a sterile speculum examination demonstrating LICOR. The evidence level for this recommendation is 4 and the strength of the recommendation is D. The rationale for the recommendation, given that this is the gold standard, further trials are unlikely to add to the evidence for this recommendation. Recommendation If on speculum examination no amniotic fluid is observed, clinicians should consider performing an IGF BP1 or PAMG1 test of vaginal fluid to guide further management. This is evidence level 2++ and the strength of the recommendation is B. The rationale for the recommendation, this is recommended in NICE guideline 25, published in 2015. Please see reference number 5. Studies have reported high levels of sensitivity and specificity for these markers. Recommendation The role of ultrasound assessment of amniotic fluid volume is unclear. This is evidence level 4 and the strength of the recommendation is a good practice point. The rationale for the recommendation no specific studies were identified in the role of Liker volume in supporting the diagnosis of PPROM. Evidence supporting these recommendations. The presence of a pool of fluid in the vagina at sterile speculum examination is highly suggestive of membrane rupture and when this is clearly observed, no further diagnostic tests are required. See reference 5. Some clinicians recommend that the woman lies flat or in the left lateral for a period of time before speculum examination to allow the amniotic fluid to accumulate. 
though no evidence was identified to support these practices. Based on clinical evaluation, the diagnosis of PPROM can be equivocal in 10-20% to 20 of cases. When a pool of amniotic fluid is not clearly observed, consideration should be given to testing for IGF-BP1 or PAMG1 if these tests are available and further management undertaken as per NICE NG25. See reference 5. Several studies investigating these biochemical markers have found high levels of sensitivity and specificity. See references 8 and 9. NICE NG25 emphasises that the results for IGF-BP1 or PAMG1 should not be used alone to decide what care to offer the woman and that clinical condition, medical and pregnancy history and gestational age should be taken into account. Testing for nitrazine is not recommended and no further tests are required if the woman is in established labour. See reference 5. This is evidence level 4. No studies were identified specifically addressing ultrasound to determine amniotic fluid volumes in women presenting with suspected PPROM. Ultrasound examination demonstrating oligohydramnios may be useful to support the clinical diagnosis of PPROM. If PPROM is not confirmed, the woman can return to her previous schedule of antenatal care. NICE NG25 recommends that women should be advised to return if they have any further symptoms suggestive of PPROM or preterm labour. See reference 5. This is evidence level 4. It is routine practice in the United Kingdom to obtain a vaginal swab for microbiological testing whilst diagnosing PPROM although evidence to support this practice is lacking. Group B streptococcus colonisation may be identified, which would influence the timing of birth. Please see section 7.1. A prospective cohort study assessed the vaginal microbiome in women following PPROM. This concluded that following PPROM, the vaginal microbiome was abnormal but the profile did not correlate with latency duration. See reference 10. This is evidence level 2+. Section 5. Assessment. Section 5.1. What is required antenatally to identify infection? The recommendations for identifying infection antenatally are as follows. Recommendation. A combination of clinical assessment, maternal blood tests including C-reactive protein and white cell count and fetal heart rate should be used to diagnose chorioamnionitis in women with PPROM. These parameters should not be used in isolation. This is evidence level 4 and the strength of the recommendation is D. The rationale for the recommendation this is recommended by NICE NG25, published in 2015. See reference 5. Recommendation. Women should be advised of 
and observed for symptoms of clinical chorioamnionitis. These include lower abdominal pain, abnormal vaginal discharge, fever, malaise and reduced fetal movements. This is evidence level 4. The strength of the recommendation is D and the rationale for the recommendation. This is recommended by NICE NG25 published in 2015. See reference 5. Evidence supporting the recommendations. One of the risks associated with PPROM is ascending infection, leading to chorioamnionitis and subsequent fetal and neonatal infection. NICE NG25 recommends that a combination of clinical assessment, including pulse, blood pressure, temperature and symptoms, maternal blood tests, including C-reactive protein and white cell count, and fetal heart rate using cardiotocography should be employed to diagnose clinical infection. If the results of the clinical assessment or any of the tests are not consistent with each other, it is recommended that the woman should continue to be observed and consideration should be given to repeating the tests, as per NICE NG25. See reference 5. This is evidence level 4. The white cell count will rise 24 hours following administration of corticosteroids and should return to baseline 3 days following administration. See reference 11. While a study investigating several maternal serum markers for predicting histological chorioamnionitis after PPROM concluded that a raised C-reactive protein was most informative, this is reference 12, a systematic review and meta-analysis of 13 observational studies found that C-reactive protein has a sensitivity of only 68.7%, and specificity of 77.1% in diagnosing histological chorioamnionitis. See reference 13. This is evidence level 2++. When cared for as an inpatient, women with PPROM should have their vital signs, including pulse, blood pressure, respiratory rate and temperature recorded on an obstetric early warning chart. See reference 14. They should also be observed for clinical symptoms and signs of infection. When cared for as an outpatient, women should be advised of the symptoms of chorioamnionitis and be reviewed regularly, including blood tests, white cell count and C-reactive protein, clinical recordings and fetal heart rate monitoring, for example in a daycare unit, maternity triage or antenatal ward one or two times each week. If the woman has any concerns, she should attend the hospital immediately. Section 5.2 Should neonatologists be involved in the woman's care? The recommendations for involving neonatologists are as follows. Recommendation Neonatologists should be informed when the diagnosis of PPROM is confirmed and delivery is anticipated. This is evidence level 4. The strength of the recommendation is a good practice point. The rationale for the recommendation, it is important to ensure that the neonatal unit has the appropriate staff and facilities to care for the neonate should delivery occur. 
recommendation. Women with PPROM should have the opportunity to meet with a neonatologist antenatally to discuss their baby's care. This is evidence level 4 and the strength of the recommendation is a good practice point. The rationale for the recommendation, this would be regarded as good practice. Evidence supporting the recommendations. PPROM is associated with increased perinatal morbidity and mortality and often leads to preterm birth. See reference 1. Neonatologists should be informed once the diagnosis of PPROM has been made and delivery is anticipated to ensure that the neonatal unit has the appropriate staff and facilities to care for the neonate should delivery occur. Where possible, once the diagnosis has been confirmed, women with PPROM and their partners should be offered the opportunity to meet with a neonatologist to discuss their baby's care. Section 6. Management. Section 6.1. Should antibiotics be given? The recommendations for giving antibiotics are as follows. Recommendation. Erythromycin should be given for 10 days following the diagnosis of PPROM or until the woman is in established labour, whichever is sooner. This is evidence level 1 plus plus and the strength of the recommendation is an A. The rationale for the recommendation. A Cochrane review found benefits when antibiotics were administered, reduced chorioamnionitis, prolonged latency and improved neonatal outcomes. This is recommended by NICE NG25, published in 2015. See reference 5. Evidence supporting the recommendations. A Cochrane review investigating the role of antibiotics for women with confirmed PPROM found that the use of antibiotics is associated with a statistically significant reduction in chorioamnionitis. Relative risk 0.66, 95% confidence intervals 0.46 to 0.96. There was a significant reduction in the number of babies born within 48 hours. Relative risk 0.71, 95% confidence intervals 0.58 to 0.87 and within 7 days. Relative risk 0.79, 95% confidence intervals 0.71 to 0.89. Neonatal infection, use of surfactant, oxygen therapy and abnormal cerebral ultrasound prior to discharge from hospital was also reduced. There was no significant reduction in perinatal mortality, see reference 15, or on the health of the children at 7 years of age, see reference 16. The antibiotic of choice and optimal duration of treatment are not clear. Erythromycin 250 mg 4 times a day for 10 days or until the woman is in established labour, whichever is sooner, is recommended in NICE NG25. See reference 5. Penicillin may be used in women who cannot tolerate erythromycin. Alternative antibiotic regimens have been investigated. See references 17 and 18. Coamoxiclav should be avoided 
as it is associated with an increased risk of neonatal necrotizing enterocolitis. See reference 19. And antibiotics should not be given unless the diagnosis of PPROM is confirmed. Evidence level 1++. Section 6.2. What is the role of antenatal corticosteroids? Corticosteroids are recommended by NICE NG25, published in 2015, see reference 5, and supported by a meta-analysis of randomised controlled trials. The recommendations for the role of antenatal corticosteroids are as follows. Recommendation. In women who have PPROM from 24 plus 0 weeks, antenatal corticosteroids should be offered between 24 plus 0 and 25 plus 6 weeks of gestation. This is evidence level 2 plus plus and the strength of the recommendation is B. The rationale for this recommendation. Large cohort studies demonstrate benefits of steroids for babies born between 24 plus 0 and 25 plus 6 weeks of gestation. Recommendation. In women who have PPROM from 24 plus 0 weeks, antenatal corticosteroids should be offered between 26 plus 0 and 33 plus 6 weeks of gestation. This is evidence level 1 plus plus. The strength of the recommendation is A and the rationale for the recommendation high quality evidence that steroids reduce the incidence of intraventricular hemorrhage and the need for mechanical ventilation in PPROM. Recommendation In women who have PPROM from 24 plus 0 weeks, antenatal corticosteroids should be considered between 34 plus 0 and 35 plus 6 weeks of gestation. This is evidence level 1 plus plus and the strength of the recommendation is A. The rationale for the recommendation, given the high number to treat and the potential side effects of steroids, administration should be evaluated on an individual basis. Evidence supporting the recommendations. A meta-analysis of 17 randomised controlled trials has demonstrated that the administration of corticosteroids to women with PPROM reduces the risks of respiratory distress syndrome. The relative risk is 0.81 and the 95% confidence intervals are 0.67 to 0.98 and reduce the risks of intraventricular hemorrhage. Relative risk 0.49, 95% confidence intervals 0.25 to 0.96. No difference was observed between steroid and control groups concerning the risk for necrotizing enterocolitis, neonatal sepsis and APGAR scores of less than 7 at 5 minutes. Perinatal mortality was similar between steroid and control groups. See reference 20. A meta-analysis of observational studies suggests no increased risk of chorioamnionitis or neonatal sepsis with maternal steroid use. See reference 21. Evidence level 1++. NICE NG25 reference 5 
addresses the administration of corticosteroids to women with PPROM from 24 plus 0 until 35 plus 6 weeks of gestation, recommending that when offering or considering corticosteroids, a discussion should take place with the woman about how steroids may help and the potential risks associated with their administration. Furthermore, NICE NG25 recommends that repeat courses of corticosteroids should not be routinely offered, but that the interval since the last course, the gestational age and the likelihood of birth in the next 48 hours should be taken into account. See reference 5. This is evidence level 4. This green top guideline covers the care of women presenting with suspected PPROM from 24 plus 0 weeks gestation. NICE NG25 reference 5 recommends that corticosteroids should be considered between 24 plus 0 and 25 plus 6 weeks gestation. There is now good evidence that corticosteroid administration has benefits when given to women who give birth at less than 25 plus 6 weeks and indeed at less than 24 plus 0 weeks. See references 22 and 23. In contrast to NICE NG25, reference 5, we therefore recommend that corticosteroids should be offered from at least 24 plus 0 weeks gestation. Evidence level 2 plus. Section 6.3. What is the role of magnesium sulphate for neuroprotection of the baby? Recommendations for the role of magnesium sulphate for neuroprotection of the baby are as follows. Recommendation In women who have PPROM and are in established labour or having a planned preterm birth within 24 hours, Intravenous magnesium sulphate should be offered between 24 plus 0 and 29 plus 6 weeks of gestation. This is evidence level 1 plus plus and the strength of the recommendation is A. The rationale for the recommendation, this is recommended by NICE NG25 published in 2015, reference 5 and supported by meta-analysis of randomised controlled trials that have shown a reduction in cerebral palsy. Evidence supporting the recommendations. Meta-analyses of randomised controlled trials have demonstrated that the administration of magnesium sulphate to women in established preterm labour or having a planned preterm birth in the following 24 hours reduces cerebral palsy. Relative risk 0.69, 95% confidence intervals 0.55 to 0.88 and it reduces motor dysfunction in the offspring. Relative risk 0.6, 95% confidence intervals 0.43 to 0.83. See references 24 to 26. The benefit is greatest before 30 plus 0 weeks of gestation. See reference 25. This is evidence level 1 plus plus. The neuroprotective effect of magnesium sulphate in women with PPROM has been demonstrated in a cohort study. See reference 27. Evidence level 2 plus plus. 
the RCOG in 2011 and NICE NG25 in 2015, references 28 and 5, recommend offering magnesium sulfate to women at risk of giving birth before 30 plus 0 weeks of gestation. NICE NG25, reference 5, recommends that magnesium sulfate should be considered when preterm birth is anticipated between 30 plus 0 and 33 plus 6 weeks. This is evidence level 4. Section 6.4. Should tocolytic agents be used? The recommendation for the use of tocolytic agents is as follows. Recommendation. Tocolysis in patients with PPROM is not recommended. This is evidence level 1++ and the strength of the recommendation is A. Rationale for the recommendation. A Cochrane review found that tocolysis does not significantly improve perinatal outcome and might be associated with an increased risk of chorioamnionitis. Evidence supporting the recommendation. A Cochrane review found that, compared with placebo, tocolysis in PPROM is associated with an average 73 hours longer latency of delivery, 95% confidence intervals of 20 to 126, and is associated with fewer births within 48 hours. Relative risk 0.55, 95% confidence intervals 0.32, to 0.95. Tocolysis was associated with an increased risk of a 5-minute APGAS score of less than 7 and an increased need for ventilation support. For women before 34 plus 0 weeks of gestation, tocolysis increased the risk of chorioamnionitis. The review concluded that there is insufficient evidence to support the use of tocolysis in women with PPROM as there is an increase in maternal chorioamnionitis without significant benefits to the neonate. Evidence level 1+. More recent publications have shown that, compared with no tocolysis, tocolysis is not associated with improved neonatal outcomes. See references 30 and 31. Evidence level 1 plus. Section 6.5 Can women be monitored at home? Recommendations for monitoring women at home are as follows. Recommendation The decision to offer outpatient care to women with PPROM should be made on an individual basis, taking into account markers of delivery latency. This is evidence level 3 and the strength of the recommendation is a good practice point. Rationale for the recommendation. Retrospective cohort studies found no differences in maternal or neonatal outcomes when planned home versus hospital care were compared. Recommendation. The optimal method of monitoring to predict adverse fetal outcome after PPROM has not been determined. Evidence level 2++, strength of the recommendation B. Rationale for the recommendation, a Cochrane review found insufficient evidence to allow recommendations. Evidence supporting the recommendations. A Cochrane review to assess the safety, cost and women's views about planned home 
versus hospital care for women with PPROM identified only two relatively small trials with a total of 116 women, so that meaningful differences between the groups could not be detected. See reference 32. Retrospective cohort studies from Canada of 173 women, see reference 33, and France involving 414 women, see reference 34, found no difference in maternal morbidity or neonatal morbidity or mortality between the groups. Evidence level 3. If delivery seems imminent, then inpatient care is indicated to prepare the woman for birth, including, if relevant, the administration of intravenous magnesium sulfate. The decision to offer outpatient care to women with PPROM following a period of inpatient care should be made on an individual basis. Factors including past obstetric history, support at home and distance from the hospital should be taken into account in discussion with the woman about her preferences. And markers of delivery latency should be assessed including the presence of antepartum haemorrhage, amniotic fluid volume on scan, gestational age at which PPROM occurs and clinical and laboratory markers of infection. See references 34 and 35. When considering the gestational age at which PPROM occurs, delivery latency remains relatively constant from 24 plus 0 to 28 plus 0 weeks gestation at 8 to 10 days median and then decreases to 5 days median at 31 plus 0 weeks. See reference 3. Evidence level 3. A case control study has shown that women with clinically diagnosed PPROM who have reduced amniotic fluid volumes on ultrasound are more likely to give birth within 7 days from membrane rupture. See reference 36. Evidence level 2 plus. A retrospective cohort study of women with PPROM who had planned home care found that membrane rupture occurring before 26 plus 0 weeks, non-cephalic presentation and oligohydramnios were associated with an increased risk of complication. Complication was defined as fetal death, placental abruption, umbilical cord prolapse, delivery outside of hospital and neonatal death. The authors concluded that hospital-based care should be recommended to women who have all three of these features. See reference 37, evidence level 2-. A survey of fetal medicine specialists in the United States found substantial variations in fetal monitoring following PPROM. See reference 38. In the United Kingdom, most clinicians would monitor fetal growth on ultrasound scan fortnightly and assess amniotic fluid and umbilical artery Doppler studies weekly, although a Cochrane review on methods to monitor the fetus following PPROM found insufficient evidence, three randomised controlled trials, to allow recommendations to be made. See reference 39. This is evidence level 1++. Section 6.6 
Is there a role for amnioinfusion in PPROM? The recommendation for amnioinfusion in PPROM is as follows. Recommendation. In PPROM, amnioinfusion is not recommended as part of routine clinical practice. This is evidence level 1 plus. The strength of the recommendation is B. The rationale for the recommendation a Cochrane review found some benefits of amnioinfusion, but questioned the quality of the evidence. Evidence supporting this recommendation. Amnioinfusion might improve neonatal outcomes in PPROM by preventing umbilical cord compression, postural deformities, pulmonary hypoplasia and intrauterine infection. See reference 40. A Cochrane systematic review of five trials, including the data from four, found that amnioinfusion is associated with improved fetal umbilical artery, pH at delivery, reduced variable decelerations in labour, reduced neonatal death, neonatal sepsis, pulmonary hypoplasia and purpural sepsis. See reference 40. Since the positive findings were due to one trial with unclear allocation concealment, the review authors conclude that further evidence is required before amnioinfusion for PPROM can be recommended for routine clinical practice. Evidence level 1+. A further Cochrane review investigating amnioinfusion in PPROM occurring before 26 weeks of gestation found no eligible trials. See reference 41. Section 6.7 Should women with PPROM be offered emotional support? The recommendation for offering emotional support to women with PPROM is as follows. Recommendation Women with PPROM and their partners should be offered additional emotional support during pregnancy and postnatally. This is evidence level 4, and the strength of the recommendation is a good practice point. The rationale for the recommendation? Cohort studies have shown that post-traumatic stress disorder occurs in a substantial number of women whose pregnancy is complicated by PPROM. Evidence supporting this recommendation? Prospective cohort studies have shown that post-traumatic stress disorder is more common in women whose pregnancies were complicated by PPROM compared to uncomplicated controls. 14% versus 2% antenatally and 17% versus 3% at 6 weeks postnatal. See reference 42. This is evidence level 2+. Women with PPROM and their partners should be offered access to additional emotional support both during pregnancy and postnatally. Section 7. Birth. Section 7.1. When is the appropriate time to deliver the baby? The recommendations for timing of delivery are as follows. Recommendation. Women whose pregnancy is complicated by PPROM after 24 plus 0 weeks gestation and who have no contraindications to continuing the pregnancy should be offered expectant management until 37 plus 0 weeks. Timing of birth should be discussed 
with each woman on an individual basis with careful consideration of patient preference and ongoing clinical assessment. This is evidence level 1++ and the strength of the recommendation is A. The rationale for the recommendation, a Cochrane review found benefits from expectant management rather than early delivery following PPROM in women with otherwise uncomplicated pregnancies. Recommendation. The care of women with PPROM who are known to be colonised with Group B Streptococcus is addressed in RCOG Green Top Guideline number 36. This is evidence level 4. The strength of the recommendation is D. The rationale for the recommendation Please see RCOG Green Top Guideline number 36, which is reference 6. Evidence supporting the recommendations. The previous edition of this Green Top Guideline recommended that delivery of the baby should be considered at 34 plus 0 weeks gestation. More recently, a Cochrane review of 3,617 women explored the effect of planned early delivery versus expectant management for women with PPROM. See reference 43. The authors conclude that in women with PPROM, with no contraindications to continuing the pregnancy, expectant management with careful monitoring is associated with better outcomes for the mother and baby. The Cochrane Review found no differences between early birth and expectant management in neonatal sepsis or infection. Early delivery increased the incidence of respiratory distress syndrome, relative risk 1.26, 95% confidence intervals 1.05 to 1.53, and early delivery was associated with an increased rate of caesarean section, relative risk 1.26, 95% confidence intervals 1.11 to 1.44. There were no differences in overall perinatal mortality or intrauterine deaths when comparing early delivery with expectant management. Early birth was associated with a higher rate of neonatal death, relative risk of 2.55, with 95% confidence intervals of 1.17 to 5.56, and a higher need for ventilation, relative risk 1.27, 95% confidence intervals 1.02 to 1.58. See reference 43, evidence level 1++. The results and conclusions of the Cochrane Review are influenced by those trials assessing late PPROM, that is PPROM occurring from 34 plus 0 to 36 plus 6 weeks gestation, such as the PROMPT trial, PPROMPT trial, and it is less clear whether expected management to 37 plus 0 weeks gestation is appropriate for women who experience PPROM at earlier gestations. The Cochrane Review acknowledges that research is required to determine which groups of women with PPROM would not benefit from expectant management, including gestational age at presentation.
The individual studies included in the Cochrane Review, which is reference 43, had a number of exclusion criteria, including active labour, chorioamnionitis, concerns about fetal well-being, monochorionic multiple pregnancy, hypotensive disorders and other contraindications to continuing the pregnancy. Therefore, the timing of birth should be discussed with each woman on an individual basis with careful consideration of patient preference and ongoing clinical assessment. RCOG Green Top Guideline number 36, which is reference 6, addresses the management of PPROM in women known to be colonised with Group B Streptococcus. This is evidence level 4. Section 8. Care in a subsequent pregnancy following PPROM. Section 8.1. Who should care for women in a subsequent pregnancy? The recommendation for care in a subsequent pregnancy is as follows. Recommendation. In a subsequent pregnancy following PPROM, women should be cared for by an obstetrician with an interest in preterm birth. This is evidence level 4 and the strength of the recommendation is a good practice point. Rationale for the recommendation, the risk of PPROM in subsequent pregnancies is increased. Evidence supporting the recommendations. A population-based cohort study found that pregnancies complicated by PPROM are at increased risk of recurrent PPROM in subsequent pregnancies, with an odds ratio of 8.7 and 95% confidence intervals of 6.7 to 11.4 in white women and an odds ratio of 7.2 with 95% confidence intervals of 5.1 to 10.1 in African American women. See reference 44. This study also found that a short interpregnancy interval is associated with greater risk. Evidence level 2+. In pregnancies following PPROM, women should be cared for by an obstetrician with an interest in preterm birth. Ideally, this would be in a dedicated preterm labour clinic. Modifiable risk factors such as smoking, reference 44, and respiratory diseases, reference 46, should be addressed. There is evidence that screening for lower genital tract infections and midwife continuity throughout antenatal care are beneficial in preventing preterm birth. See reference 47. Clinicians may offer these women serial transvaginal ultrasound scans to determine the cervical length, but the evidence to support this intervention is lacking. See reference 5. Section 9. Recommendations for future research. Studies are required to determine the antibiotic of choice and duration of treatment following PPROM. Controlled trials are required to determine whether magnesium sulfate has a role in PPROM when delivery is anticipated between 30 plus 0 and 33 plus 6 weeks of gestation. Studies comparing a single bolus of magnesium sulfate with a longer intravenous infusion are required. Methods to monitor the fetus following PPROM require further investigation. 
The role of sealants to repair fetal membranes following PPROM is currently under investigation. Studies are required to determine whether there is a role for amnioinfusion in PPROM. And trials are needed to determine which groups of women with PPROM would not benefit from expectant management. Section 10. Auditable Topics 1. Proportion of women with PPROM who are offered antibiotics for 10 days following PPROM or until the woman is in established labour. The auditable standard is 100%. 2. Proportion of women who experience PPROM between 24 plus 0 and 33 plus 6 weeks of gestation who are offered corticosteroids. The auditable standard is 100%. 3. Proportion of women less than 30 plus 0 weeks gestation who receive magnesium sulphate within 24 hours prior to birth. The auditable standard is 100%. 4. The proportion of women with PPROM who are given the opportunity to discuss their care with a neonatologist. The auditable standard is 100%. 5. The proportion of women with PPROM who birth in a centre without adequate facilities to care for their baby. The auditable standard is 0%. Disclosure of interests. The developer has declared no conflicts of interest. Full disclosure of interests of the RCOG Guidelines Committee and peer reviewers are available to view online as supporting information. Funding. All those involved in the development of the Green Top Guidelines, including the Guidelines Committee, Guidelines Committee co-chairs, Guideline developers, peer reviewers and other reviewers are unpaid volunteers and receive no direct funding for their work in producing the guideline. The only exception to this are the Guidelines Committee members who receive reimbursement for expenses for attending Guideline Committee meetings for standard RCOG activities. This is standard as per RCOG rules. Supporting information. All supporting information is available on the RCOG website and can be accessed at the website at www.rcog.org.uk forward slash gtg73. The supporting information includes a graphic summarising the key recommendations and highlighting important points to remember. The search strategy for the initial April 2018 literature search and the January 2019 top-up search. And declarations of interest for the developer, RCOG Guidelines Committee members and peer reviewers. References The full list of references can be accessed via the RCOG website at www.rcog.org.uk forward slash gtg73.